0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports.
2: Oh, this is so good. The final frontier. These are the voices of the sinner and the saint. Did you really think that after
1: absolutely... Blowing your butt out in game one. Did they blow their butt yes. out? They blew their collective butts out to try to get that win.
2: Oh. Their weekly mission? To provide hot takes, medium takes, mild takes. To boldly go where no show has gone before.
3: Take me to Flavortown.
2: Luke Anderson. You're welcome. You're welcome, World. Will Darkens. I know what
1: you're thinking. What will the butt test tell us that the <laughs> nose test didn't?
2: The Center and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Math. It's just turned into a gigantic Mexican. And 1080TheFan.com.
3: Hour two. You missed anything from hour one? Shame on you. Don't worry, podcast. It's available. Odyssey.com, Odyssey app, 1080TheFan.com. We've got him now available at Will's Sod Place. Hey. So the guys that sold Will the Sod now carrying the podcast that is some lawn garden place out in the middle of nowhere. Best in town, dude. Go check it out. Best in town, Hillsboro. Yeah. We've got the podcast now available too. Uh programming update. We're not gonna be here next week. No. We're moving. Odyssey is moving christ no. and the fan is moving across town so they're uh using next weekend to do that Conrad! Uh, i'm sure you have some fun plans uh for next weekend i'm running hood to coast uh, i'm going to the beach and you're going to the beach we're both going to the beach you're, you're taking a car i'm uh taking a jog so uh we will be out next week the week after that do you know what the week after that is uh, football, I think it's Labor Day weekend. <laughs> oh, it is, yeah, yeah. And uh, there is a very big football game going on. The Oregon Ducks are taking on the Georgia Bulldogs.
1: Now, how out of control does that game get? Like, how
3: soon does it get out of control? How soon do the Ducks just run away with it? <laughs> you know what, though? Here, here's here's my thing. Can we? Do you want to talk about this for just a second? Sure. Yeah. How quickly did you think Ohio state would just run all over Anthony Brown and the ducks? I did not actually. Oh, you did not. No, I said that there is a chance that that could
1: be a close game. Now that was still wrong, yeah. but um, I, I was not in the camp of Ohio state's going to put a foot up them. Well, like, they did
3: not. So no. you, you were correct. So especially looking, eh. b- well, I I didn't
1: say like, Oh, Oregon's going to be in it. They're going to be committed. I go, Oregon will hang around for a while. I think ultimately Ohio state will win, but Oregon, we shouldn't uh, underrate them here. Okay. But you're
3: underrating Oregon this year. Yes. 100% in this game.
1: Okay. Why? Uh, It is a brand new coach. You were going against a team that um, has just won a national
3: championship, just
1: won a national championship, but also has a defense full of uh, frightening men. Like these are men. Like they're not, 18 to 21 year old kids anymore like the size of them speed of them and aggression uh, is reminiscent of men who are angry and the Oregon Ducks at this point are not quite there they're just not i think they are still a young team that's kind of coming into their own and games like this really do shape you and help you kind of understand who you're going to be as a team and also set a bar for the type of talent you want to play with when you start uh you know playing in the pack whatever it is you know who cares right yeah um but <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry.
3: Like Georgia is just too good on a different, on a it entirely is. different scale.
1: And I know everybody's had jumping in. Oh, well, Je- Dan landing knows the system It's going to be able to. Yeah. I think Georgia knows that and probably going to make some adjustments.
3: Really? <laughs> yeah. They're going to make some adjustments. They also, uh, they also graduated and put in the NFL, all the guys that Dan coached <laughs> as starters last year. So yeah. now it's, it, I don't know. I don't know. If if you look at the history of Oregon playing against the SEC, even when they didn't have the horses that they have now, they were still able to hang for a while. That when they played Auburn if for a national championship, when, they, when they've when they had these opportunities to go and play in these big games, they've been able to hang. And I don't think it's going to be one of those things where immediately it, Georgia's just going to put on the gas. The reason the SEC tends to win all of these non-conference games is is they just wear people out. It's to me, it's not necessarily that Mm. like dude, there's some five-star guys across the defense for the Oregon ducks. There are some great players and and that you should be excited about on the offensive side. You have a guy that, that Bo Nix, if he's, if he's playing quarterback on uh, September 3rd, he's a guy that's played against sec talent his entire career. So I don't think anybody's going to necessarily be scared when you go out to play that game, and I don't think that like guy for guy, the Ducks are going to be completely outmatched. They'll be outmatched with depth, I think, and that's really where it ends up being. Unless they have a guy that can step up and make some big plays, which was that's really the amazing thing about the Ohio State victory last year. Mm. Is I don't think there was anybody that really played out of their mind or became a star from that game. I think everybody expected more from Anthony Brown after that game because he played well. CJ Videl sort of. I don't know that he stepped up as like a, a star. He did what he had, has he was been big doing. Big time game, big time. Yes, but I, did you think that all of a sudden he was going to be in a Heisman candidate? Uh,
1: well, I mean, if not for injury, maybe not yeah. Heisman candidate. But he was staking his claim as probably one of, if not the best player in the
3: conference. And I think there's something to be said okay. about that. Okay, uh, maybe I'm incorrect there, but I thought yeah. it was the offensive line going. We're big, we're bad, and that was what Mario Cristobal sent on. Yeah. And, and we have a good back that can run behind him, and mm. we're going to push you guys around. And that's what I saw. But either way, I, I think Oregon will hang with Georgia uh, at least for a little while. So I think you get to halftime, and I think I think there's a potential that somebody goes upset, watch, and then what happens in early college football? You go never mind. That's my prediction. I tend to have
1: a fear for Oregon that this will end up.
3: You're afraid for your rival.
1: Well, that this might end up like SC Bama. Oh, do we remember? Yeah, the
3: what was it? Mac Brown, Max Brown,
1: Max Brown, and then ushered in the Sam Darnold era.
3: Yep, did very quickly. No, that
1: wasn't the guy. And do we remember the pregame? Mm, I don't. I would encourage anyone out there that is forgetting the pregame to go look it up because it's hilarious. Uh, USC waiting to come out of their respective tunnel to come out onto the field to cheers and to jeers into the excitement of a nationally televised game. Probably the only game in that time slot, nationally televised. Sure. They had the linemen on all fours <sighs> being held by their pads. And the linemen That's were right. acting as That's rabid right. dogs. Yeah. We they can't be contained. Can't contain the We them, can't Luke. be contained. No, cannot We've got the demon inside us. And then they got blown out by, I think, 35. Yeah. So I'm a little worried in that sense. And you know something? I do like Dan Lanning. I do. Does not sound like it? No, I do. I like Dan Lanning a lot. I, I like him far better than Mario Cristobal because he now that a he's left... <laughs> What's that? Because he has a personality. Yeah, and you know now that he's left, and you know he's no longer part of the organization. I feel free enough to say that I found that guy to could be a complete douche <laughs> in every respect. Oh, in every respect. Yeah, yeah, oh, every that
3: respect. seems a little harsh.
1: In no, some it's respects, not really. with
3: it. Well,
1: no. He, he a- was completely arrogant, sure. and yes. he was completely absorbed in the idea that he was a cult of personality that would just be taken over uh or that his cult of personality would take over players and make them change their lives to uh not so much being uh you know players that had fun or looked like they were enjoying themselves out there but were there to just kind of do the duty and do the thing and we're out there to execute it uh, to do, do the duty do the duty and And just, we're going to, we're going to play between the lines. And and you know, the two people would kind of be like, oh, that's just his personality with the media. No, his personality, you're right. Did change during game day. Yeah. He would just scream at people constantly. (laughs) And I'll tell you right now, I've had coaches that scream at you. I will guarantee you 100%. Every player will tell you, I hate it when coaches scream at me and it doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't make me learn my lesson. It doesn't make me learn anything from it. Now you can, some guys need to get screamed at. Shout kind of like, hey, what you did wrong. But the throwing the headset. Yeah. Stomping Listen, around like a I, giant baby. Hey, did, did did he have
3: moments where he was a douche? Yes. I would agree with that.
1: Did but, he have moments where it seemed like he couldn't coach himself out of a egg carton? Sure.
3: Did he also did he also have uh, one of the best recruiting runs that th- one of the great programs in college football? Congratulations. Well, but but he had the ability to go out there and sell the program. And he so, sure did. I won't say he didn't have any value, but did you notice the first thing he did when he got to Miami? No more. Turnover chain. That is not our culture. That yeah. is not who we are. That's the funny thing about Mario Cristobal is he is the son returning to the you know, returning home. The prodigal son returns. But he does like, does anybody seem less Miami Hurricanes than Mario Cristobal? The Mario Cristobal we got to know here at the University of Oregon. Does anybody seem less like you, you go back and you look at the championship teams that were just party machines? Where it just felt like they were larger than life, and uh, like a uh, Michael Irving, and you know, just the the party atmosphere around the whole Miami program. It was smiles, and it was it was you know nightclubs and whatever, and they owned the town. And then you have Mario Christi go back, and he's like, "We're going to take things super serious. We're getting rid of that stupid turnover change, and we're gonna the way we win at Miami is through discipline. I want everybody to line up in the weight room before they come in each day." I'll have
1: my mustachioed trainer sit did, there. Did he go with him? He did. Good. I'll have my mustachioed trainer sit there with measuring tape. And if everyone's chest isn't a 51 or larger, you're out. Get out of here. Get out of here. I There's you. a bench over there. I want you to do continuous reps until your chest looks like boobs. Look, that guy, I'm guaranteeing you right now, will not do well there. I hope not. He won't. He just won't. And it's not even a hope of like, cause I, you know, yes, there's a secret side of me that like says like, yeah, I hope you really don't do well at Miami, but I'm just looking at it like objective. He won't do well there. They're going to have a lot of money though. No, the yeah. NIL. Oh, I understand. For him. Those those kids will not listen to him. Yeah. Right. The reason that he had such a great ear at Oregon was because he was already pretty enmeshed with the players. Yeah. You remember, he was a part of that Taggart
3: staff. The letter, the open letter to right. the athletic department yeah. that we want to play for Mario Cristobal. We want to play for Mario Cristobal. And yep. he already had an
1: ingrained network of juniors and seniors who, yep. as he brought in these kids, would kind of teach and convince and say, yeah, follow the way, follow the way. The unfortunate part is, is that now you are at a national brand, whether you want to argue
3: Oregon wasn't is a national brand. Oregon might be a better national brand at the moment than Miami has been of of late.
1: Okay, Pacific Northwest guy. So anyway, the national brand, you're now at a real national brand that gets uh, attention for winning like two games. (laughs) Dude, that's That's how you know. They, they get attention for going on like a three-game winning streak. Oregon will, Where are they will, back? Oregon will go like 11-1, and one and people are like, yeah, but they still suck. <laughs> have you seen those uniforms? But anyway, he's going to go to this brand that will now have players that will be very entitled, Yep. and he's going to recruit some of the top talent from the area. He will grab some dudes, but they're not going to – Wait, do- he's going to do what? He's going to grab some dudes. <laughs> I didn't know that. He probably shouldn't do that. But it, it's – it is, it is more likely than not people. It'll fall on a deaf ear. This, yeah. this his militaristic shtick. shtick. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting too. You talked about that documentary, right? The ESPN or did you, the, uh, the you, right. Yeah, yeah. All those dudes talked about Jimmy Johnson and they were like, that guy was so much fun to play for yeah. because at the start of every season, his whole thing, you know, they, they didn't say this was word for word, but like it was always coming back around to look, this is college football you more likely than not, you're not going to play in the pros. This is four years of li- your life. Have fun. Yeah. Just have fun. Go out there and just play and just, just let loose.
3: Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if you're right. We'll see if you're wrong. You have a blazers scrape? Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it a good one? I can't believe you didn't see
1: this. No. Your blazers gripe? It's pretty bad. Well, it's not my gripe, but it's everybody's
3: kind of like, really? All right. Let's hear it. We'll do it next. Center and Saint. 1080 the fan
2: The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will
3: Darkens on 1080 The Fan. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this has become a tradition on this show that I think most people look forward to all week. And it doesn't happen as much this time of year because we are out of the basketball season. Uh, we're moving into football season. We're all very excited. The next show that we do is going to be a tailgate show, getting ready for an actual football game. It's—I mean—all it, the things are very exciting. But hell yeah! But one thing that can always cut through is Will and his gripes about the Blazers. You've, you've been a Blazers fan your whole life, right, Will Darkens? That's right. You've always wanted them to be great. That's right. And they've always failed you. Not always. Oh. Well. A lot. I mean, what year were you born? Quite a bit. 88. And uh, what year did they win the championship?
1: Well, no. See, <laughs> you can't really. All
3: right. There's boy-
1: not really a lot of, you know, a personal sense of being failed, I think, every season just because you won't win a title is. I understand that. Okay. Yeah.
3: But. But 2000s and recently, yeah, they failed me. <laughs> and the latest bit of news as you angry. will take it away.
1: Portland Trailblazers will not send their broadcast crew with the team to cover road games
3: this next season. They play 82 games, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, uh, 82 again this year. Is that what they're doing? Yep. Same as everyone else. 41 of those will be away from Moda Center. That's correct. And they're just going to keep everybody... In the studio, mm-hmm. hang out, watch games on the television, and uh tell you what they're seeing. Yeah. Does that anger you? Does that frustrate you? Yeah. It's a, it's, cost, it's a cost-cutting move. This yeah. is the Blazers just being uh, you know, just being responsible, fiscally responsible.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's a very how should I say it's this? being
3: reported that they're the first team to make this announcement. Yeah. It's uh not being reported yet that they're the only team to make this announcement. So they're just they're they you know what they're doing? Leading the way. You know what they call that? Trailblazing. Mm-hmm. You deserve that. <laughs> Thank you. You genuinely deserve <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I did I did the slow roll. That's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I think that's what they applause. Okay. It was good.
1: Uh, you know, this is I, I mean, unless you want to be ignorant about it, this is a very blatant, like, hey, we're we're trying to figure out how we want to sell this team.
3: And why are you mad about that?
1: Uh, because it lets you know that this season is yet again something that the oh. owner, that ownership, could care less about.
3: Yeah, but the
1: okay, dude, they they don't care. Th- this has literally now become for them a game of like balancing things out. I I think what probably they're thinking is it really doesn't matter how we do. We could be last. It really doesn't matter. The the, the attendance here, if we put minimal effort in, it goes back up. Yeah. And this is an NBA team where really the value of it, unless your name is the Oakland A's, it will never go down. Well, it just won't. Valuation will continue to go up. So Jody Allen is saying, well, I'm not going to sell a team. Well, I'm not going to sell a team. No, you are going to sell a team. What you're doing at this point now is just looking at the books and taking minuscule cuts in order to, when you start to present it in front of investors, say, look at this. We evened everything out. Yeah, this is ready to go, turnkey. Okay. So really, Trailblazers fans, this next season and probably the one after that, this is an exercise for Jody Allen and how can I save
3: money? Do you think this gets drug out two years if, if if this really is a move to make the Blazers more attractive to a buyer, which they already have a buyer sitting there going, "Hey, I'll give you like." The $2.8 billion that it's evaluated at right now. Mm -hmm. Just get out of the way. I don't understand how or why this would be a move to be like, let's make it more attractive. There's how many groups that could buy an NBA team right now out there? Two dozen? in the world Mm -hmm. that have the money and the interest and go, like if a team comes on for sale, there's a few billionaires that are going, no matter what team it is, no matter where they are, I will buy the next NBA team that's available. And then there's people that are going, no, we're keeping it in Portland. There's probably a couple groups here. We know that Phil Knight is interested in it. So you already have interested parties. Mm -hmm. The people that you're selling it to aren't concerned about the, I don't know, what's the estimate to send Kevin Calabro and... And company out on the road every year. That's really going, dude. That's another two hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year. That's going to cost them for you know stipend, uh, per diem, and hotel rooms, and all of that. Yeah. No, I agree for, with you. For the whole that team.
1: that solely won't scare yeah. a billionaire away. But again, this is part of what should probably worry you a little bit. Is this is a step. There will be more steps during the season. These little like, cost cutting moves. Yeah. I'm, it'll be it'll start to cut it'll it'll be very, very slow, but eventually it will start to create an environment where you'll realize like going to games is kind of fruitless. Cause even if they are winning, the uh, ownership and probably everybody are starting to take things away because they go, I just want this thing on the cheap.
3: They're gonna stop doing the half court shots. <laughs> <laughs> Telling that, I'm just you telling me you're telling me that Red Panda's not gonna be spinning uh, plates at Blazers games this year. Look. Is it listen? No, listen. <laughs> you've got me now. If there's no red panda, yeah, you're right. I might not be showing up. Like, like hey, yeah. uh, is t a t-shirt cannons are actually just shooting potatoes out of the gun? <laughs> look,
1: all I'm saying is these are small steps. <laughs> this but isn't I, a t shirt. <laughs> what the hell? But they start to add up. They'll start to add up. Yeah. And you'll see, going to a game, there'll be little tiny things that'll happen gonna over fly, and over they're and gonna over. are going to fly that Toyota truck around the top of the arena? It'll be a Toyota or a Chrysler. <laughs> It'll be a Chrysler car. <laughs> is that an 87 yeah. Buick Skylark?
3: What is going on? <laughs> it's like it's crapping out black smoke. Is that a Hugo? That had to cost them more than anything. <laughs> it's a Pinto station wagon <laughs> just rolling around the top of the thing. But... I think uh, another part of it too that is. What about maybe they're just considering the safety? Maybe the broadcast team is no, like, not. hey. No, they're not. they still worried about this COVID
1: stuff. What if there's another yeah, spike? No, they're not. I think another part of it too is the idea that you have an owner who's sending one message. No, the team's not for sale, but I'm trying to save some money here. <laughs> I don't know. It's-, it, it's just it's disheartening and it's disingenuous and it makes you feel kind of crappy about the team. The, OK, it does, dude. It feels crappy that they're not sending their broadcasters to away games. Come on. How, what is that?
3: <laughs> just
1: bring the broadcasters. You know, you have a fan base that is incredibly loyal. You do. And you're kind of just crapping in their face with these kind of things. <laughs> you are. Seriously. I don't want to listen to that crap. So you're not, you're there's like get, crowd noise filtered in <laughs> and a nice studio. mic. Oh, look at that shot.
3: Wow. Yeah. It's almost uh, as if I'm seeing it on a TV screen. Wow. So you're telling me that you wouldn't watch a broadcast because it's just guys that don't have the full picture. They can't give you the the smell of the hot dogs and the the feel of the popcorn and the and the 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 touch. Like, oh, the refs are coming over to the bench down Here, let's let's see if we uh, get over there and see if you can hear what they're saying there. Uh,
1: no, I don't think it's that. It's just the
3: the whole the whole meaning of it. I'd just be curious how much money they're saving. I mean, they already have the studio set up the broadcaster, the broadcast. You're really
1: starting to kind of distance yourself from what sports is like sports is the last great broadcasting frontier that people can still cling to and say, that's a live event. Yep. That's a live event that I want to uh I want people on the ground. I want boots on the ground telling me what's going on here. You know, broadcast television is destroyed at this point. Yeah. The, no more from the 80s and 90s where a broadcast event would bring America together or would bring a viewing audience together, whether they knew it or not, to share in experiences. The last episode of Cheers, the last episode of MASH, the last episode of Seinfeld. Everything is streaming now. And True. I understand that's the natural way of how things go, but with sports. That's really not how this should happen. And you want to talk so about this is starting equivalent tr- to
3: sending them to the stream?
1: No, it's just kind of like, yeah. oh, if we don't have to go to road games, let's just pull
3: everything out.
1: In yeah. fact, we'll just have the NBA camera there. Oh, a sideline reporter. No, we'll just literally have somebody behind a green screen. <laughs> They've already got broadcasters there. <laughs> yeah, screw oh, it. Like, we, we don't f- need the local angle. Who cares?
2: Nah.
3: Yeah. If they, if they went to all, uh, if if the NBA went to all national broadcasts, impartial broadcasters, it'd suck. Yeah,
1: it's it. Come on, man! It's the locality that makes asking. the NBA. The NFL can do that kind of stuff because well, there's they just their fans local, everywhere, But They have their you know? local
3: radio broadcasts. You can sit there and sync it up with your TV you and go nuts, listen to Steve Vrabel and the the.
1: Uh, hey,
3: you can do that, Dave Wyman. Get that angle if you don't want to listen to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Are they still together? Are they on Amazon now? No, I think. Uh, but oh wait, who's with Herb Street? I, well, it's not Buck. It's no. Uh, no, that's I don't, hmm. I don't know. Well, the the it's changing. all going to be mixed up. Oh. <laughs> I'm just mad because the world's changing.
1: But really, man, I mean, you, you, uh, do you think that's okay? Like, are you just kind of shrug your shoulders about the fact that, like, yeah, I think broadca- this team is so cheap that they're like, I'm not going to send a. Yeah. a, a I, bre- I isn't think- this a billion-dollar company? Why is it that you have to save money on broadcasters? Listen, going it,
3: the whole thing seems silly, but at the same time, yeah. I'm not going to be like they don't want to win because they're not sending the team. Like that's I just. No, I think that's a symptom of the fact they don't care about winning. If Well, here's, here's, here's what would worry me. If they're like, you know, we're just not going to send our team on road games. We're just going to, well, right, let's go we'll take the del- we we'll Let's take the loss. We'll just stay here in Portland. That way we'll be rested. I mean, these guys don't want to play back-to-backs anyways. We're just not going to play road games. <laughs> then I'd be like, dude, that feels like they're mailing it in. I just, this
1: whole thing feels like they uh, don't really care about winning. Yeah, and I already uh, know Jody uh, Allen doesn't care about winning. Uh, she, she, she,
3: she said in that letter that she signed that somebody else wrote that all she cares about yeah. is winning. All I care
1: about is winning, putting on a bomber jacket, and yeah. looking as though I'm at a museum during a pro basketball she, game she, in the front she, row. Oh,
3: if she, could, if that she could hoist, every time, dude, if she could hoist Larry O'Brien on behalf of her brother uh, and just go, This one's for you, Paul, that would be a soundbite that would resound through the streets of Portland for decades, for millennia to come. There's owner Jody this is Allen. For Paul. There's only owner Jody Allen looking as though she's just
1: waiting for her lunch to be made. This one's In for front Paul. row.
3: <laughs> now strip down and dance, boys. Uh broadcast is changing. Uh there are alternative broadcasts for some sporting events. Uh UFC has one that think they think will get you to watch uh their upcoming bout. You tell me if it will, I will share what it is after this sports Center update.
2: The Sinner and the Saint tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on ten eighty The Fan.
3: Alright, welcome back in. Uh, this just is like The Sinner and the when Saints. I am Luke Anderson. And that is Will Darkins. We'll say hi. Hey. Hey. Alright, so hey. So here's what we got. Your broadcast team for Monday Night Football is Joe Buck and Troy Aikman.
1: Hey, we did it.
3: Yeah, there you go. Uh, So they're on ESPN now. They're going to replace Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, Brian Greasy. Uh, Thursday Night Football will be Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. Uh, that will be your Thursday night football. Sunday night football is going to be Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth. Oh, I like that. Your lead on CBS is still Nance and Romo, so no changes there. Your Fox lead mm-hmm. will be Kevin Burkhart and eventually Tom Brady. So there you go. I'm a little uncertain about Tom Brady. Yeah, me As a too. broadcaster. Me too. I'm a little uncertain where he is right now. Yeah, the rest too. of the world. Yeah. Did you want to throw out some wildly speculative uh guess on where Tom Brady is?
1: Well, obviously we go right to plastic surgery. Oh, I like that. Oh, come on. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's a gimme, dude. Like, I think I don't know what happened. Maybe we got a Carrie Underwood situation here where we fell down the air quotes, fell down the stairs or something. Yeah. And so we go get a surgery and then like, oh, I'm too nervous to show anybody. But then like, you show your face after six months and it looks like nothing happened.
3: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll throw out the Tom Brady surgery. comes back with calf plants and
1: they're just yeah. him. or a Brazilian <laughs> butt lift. And his ass is just popping out of those pants. <laughs> just, just Jello shakers, bro. What he just comes out with cans. Whoa. Some boobs. Yeah. But then doesn't mention it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to answer questions, about oh, no, that. Not, we're not
3: going to talk about that. No. He's in a halter top. <laughs> for <the press> conference, <laughs> just full of cleavage. Oh, uh, that's not why I'm here.
1: <laughs> I'm not here to talk about that. We're here to talk uh, about the game. Uh, I don't want to hear anything about that. All right. Uh, so there's that. Uh, there is also the, uh, he has committed a crime. Oh, and yeah. uh, he's trying to weasel his way out of it. Well, just kind of manage it. Okay. That works. Uh let's see what else we got here. I don't know. I've got I've got other news I need to get to before Really bad diarrhea.
3: <laughs> just, yeah, 10 So absence. bad. Uh UFC 278. Uh so Joe Rogan is the primary color commentator for uh, UFC as you know. Uh but uh some people are not uh, Joe Rogan fans. I know you find that hard to believe. So a la the Manning cast, ESPN has come up with a solution for people that don't want to listen to the normal broadcast of it. Mm-hmm. And they are giving you for UFC 278 mm-hmm. the Gronk cast. Mm, okay. No fewer than six Gronkowskis, headlined by former Patriot and Buccaneer mm-hmm. tight end Rob, will be breaking down the UFC fight. Mm hmm. Okay. Does that draw you in at all? No, not really. Okay. So, here's the alternative question to you. Okay. This lines up very well with the Blazers talk we just had. The Blazers have decided not to send their crew on the road. That's You're not- upset about that. Very upset about very that. Very upset. If they're saving money so that they can afford to do an alternative broadcast, mm. who would you want to do the alternacast for your Portland Trail Blazers? Mm. My immediate thought goes to, let's just go find some of the jailblazers and have them do it. Have Bonzi wells and Darius miles and uh, Sebastian Telfair, Dana Sottlemeyer, just have them do an angry jailblazers version of
1: it. Yeah, perhaps that I would want maybe like, um, like bring Jordan Kent back. And then like, I want, (laughs) can see yeah, yeah. Give me Jordan Kent, but I want like Harrison Ford as the color. Like I want somebody who just
3: Harrison Ford. Yeah.
1: I want like a real salty old man as the cover. Well, You, like, know,
3: you know, who lives in Oregon. That would be, no, because that. he's not salty. Wait, he's not.
1: No, you don't want Sam Elliott doing we could, it. No. Cause he's not really a salty old man. He's oh. a very well-known, uh, a voice of moral reason or beauty or
3: whatever. You know, he's okay. always voicing he, things. He, hear me out. What if you so could, rich? What mm-hmm. if you could get, uh, Sam Elliott and Jeff Bridges to do it together. All uh the Bigelbowski conversations oh. at the bar top. Oh, man, I want Harrison Ford in there just Is griping. he salty?
1: Yeah, dude. He's a complete a-hole. It's hilarious. <laughs> All right. I want him griping about the rules of basketball. It's like, oh, out of bounds. Why is, why can't they why can't they walk past the lines? What the hell's happening with this country? Freaking ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks, Harrison. So anyway. Harrison Ford and Jordan Kent. <laughs> You're all third
3: again.
1: I'm for that. Now, have we gotten the, to the point yet where we're tired of the Gronkowski's? Or is that oh, still yeah. okay? I mean,
3: I don't I've never really been all in on the Gronkowski's. Yeah. Uh the or the, the whole Gronk shtick mm-hmm. to me is yeah, just it's always been kind of meh. Like the, the Super Bowl they lost where he's going out and partying all night. I'm like, yeah, it seems like the guy. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah, he's a big dumb animal, kids. Yeah, get out of
1: the way. I feel yeah. like now that he is like uh retired or whatever. Um, for, not, for now. Like I feel like they're really trying to just shove it down your throat. Yeah. And I and I I'm I'm a little tired. Like I'm over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't want to see it anymore. Like he's in the uh I think he was in the uh Navy f- credit yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And he's or like, he "Can was, I get
3: the new discount?" Yeah. Like, "No."
1: Dummy. And they're like, no, it's like for yeah. spe- It's like a special kind of insurance. He's like, but I'm special, and I'm like, really? That's what yeah. you're doing?
3: Yeah, I'm not over it because yeah. I was never, I was never under it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's yeah. charming, and I think there's something to it. That yeah. like, hey, he's a big dumb idiot, but like, I, I after a certain point, uh, I think the other thing to ask yourself when you're watching him on television or in any other media form is like, what does he do? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really do anything. We'll does see
3: what the reviews come back, but yeah. I like the idea that it's him and his family.
1: Yeah, I think they'll be they're they're entertaining and it's good. Yeah. But I'm I think I'm just about done.
3: I'm all in on alternacast though. I do like you I like do like those? the idea of the alternative uh broadcast. Uh they did it with uh, Thursday Night Football. I think it was Joy Taylor and a couple mm-hmm. other Fox personalities. That but, you know, like just, the, the Manning cast, The right? Manning cast, yeah. they'll see, is,
1: why I'm not tired of the Mannings is because they actually offer something. Sure. Like they're great they're,
3: storytellers. Yes. They're funny. They're self-deprecating. Yes. And they're both, like, multiple Super Bowl winners. And like, they have, they have a, as much as it seems like kind of like a really, like, they
1: kind of have rich personalities, but like here, they care a little bit more about other things than football and they weave it into what they do. And it's good. And I like that. Rob
3: Gronkowski is literally just about drinking and partying and football. But, and that's great. When I was 20, but here's the, sh- <laughs> here's the stick is they're not putting the Gronkowski cast on Monday night football. They're putting it on UFC. So I will say congratulations to ESPN for making the right decision. Cause they're going after knuckle draggers. With a knuckle dragger and going, hey, here, let's go, uh, let's go have you know these these you know jovial mm. big dumb guys go and talk about it while they're watching a fight. I mean, it, maybe it works. I'm not a UFC guy. Maybe it doesn't. But uh, I do not begrudge Rob Gronkowski for taking the opportunities that are laid out in front of him. Navy Federal or whoever it was, USAA maybe. They go up and they go, Hey, you want to do this commercial? They're like, Yeah, why not? Yeah. So if you were Gronkowski and somebody came oh, up yeah. to you, you'd do it too. Of course. And the more popular you got, people would be like, oh, I'm so sick of this Will Darkens. And you'd be like, just cash and checks. Peace. Can
1: I get an alternative broadcast for UFC where it's like a like a real like effeminate guy who's like <laughs> horrified by it? <laughs> So you want to do it? I would watch that. You, you want to do That it? would be hilarious. Oh, I'm God, wait. he's getting hit
3: in the face. Have the Queer Eye guys do <laughs> oh, the alternate yes. cast for UFC. Dude,
1: that would be hilarious. But
3: get them all there under the pretext that they are doing, like, like a, a baking show or something. Like They're like, no, oh, they're hey, giving them a makeover. Here. No, but no, there are no, mics in their face. Like, here you go. Then they you set them up with all their broadcast stuff. We're gonna have you do the broadcast yeah. of this live bake off or whatever oh. it is and get them there. And then the alternatively, the Gronkowskis are already getting to do UFC yeah. and they get the baking show. Dude, I love those guys. I'm they're freaking hilarious. I'm saying, but do put, that. I put, don't put want another bro. Put the Gronkowskis on the baking show when they think they're gonna do UFC. And they go, oh, sorry, can you guys do this? It's live. And they just have to go with it. Do we get paid? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, listen, we'll double your salary you it. and go. <laughs> All right. Yes. I don't know anything about cooking. You had me at double. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, What to watch next. Cinder and Saint,
0: to the Fan
2: Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins, and increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson, are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's What to Watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan.
3: Will Darkins, I know you're not going to be watching the uh, Mariners A's with me. Uh, What are you watching in sports this weekend?
1: Mm. I'm going to catch up on my hard knocks.
3: Oh yeah, the uh, Dan Campbell edition Have you watched any of the episodes yet? Watched the first episode Good stuff? Yeah, I like Dan Campbell I have not watched Hard Knocks I've never, I've I've tried watching episodes I've never gotten into it Uh, They had the Raiders Hard Knocks And I was like, alright, let's get some Gruden I just couldn't get into it Will Dan Campbell uh, sway me, do you think? Uh perhaps I think it's a lot more fun because you realize like he has a
1: coaching staff of almost all former players like okay. all four I should say former NFL players sure. like it's all just a bunch of bros and <laughs> it's kind of cool seeing them during practice how competitive everybody is like it's actually enjoyable Okay. The, like, the whole coaching staff does not have one boring person. I, I like say that. that.
3: Okay. I'll, yeah. g- I'll I'll go ahead and give it a try. I have uh, I've been looking for something new to watch. I just finished The Bear. Did you watch The Bear? I gave it a shot. I wasn't a fan. Uh, I'll tell you what eight episodes it wraps up i couldn't figure out if i liked it uh, i love the way it wrapped up so i did okay. i did enjoy the ending
1: that's so. the kid with the kid from uh shameless right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i watched the first episode of that i
3: yeah just didn't get me yeah nope i get it uh yeah almost turned away uh if anybody's looking for something to do this afternoon backwoods brewing company hmm out in Carson, Washington. They're having their 10th anniversary party. Uh, they are uh, doing a big fundraiser for uh, for local kids, uh, both in Oregon and Washington. They've got these great raffle prizes. They have a signed Damian Lillard jersey, a couple tickets to a Blazers game. They've got the KGON prize pack that they're giving away for the Sammy Hagar concert, you're gonna get that. They've got uh, all of these great things. If you get out there by one o'clock, they have a cornhole tournament. Uh, I'm gonna MC. Oh, you're gonna be there. I'm I'm gonna be there. Uh, I'm gonna MC a little bit uh, at the at the end of the evening. We're gonna uh, kind of go up, tell their story. But ten years of uh, Backwoods Brewing. So if anybody's looking for something to do, that's where I will be. Uh, also, want to mention that we are off next week. We're moving studios, so they're ripping everything out. But we will be back for uh, Ducks game day on September. Third. Now I do
1: know that before you go there, you and I are going to spend uh, the better part of probably an hour and a half just clearing out the pornography we've had re- uh, hid around. Actually,
3: here. I don't know what happened to it. We used to uh, have just a mailbox full of yeah. uh, a postal box like that would carry letters. Uh, well, just just full acts. of playboys. Yeah, playboys. and that's not even and not like that's new, not even a joke. We legit had it. Yeah, and it was not recent ones. This was all like '90s
1: yeah. uh, playboys. Just hanging out. Yeah, no, I did not touch it or get near it. Oh, I, I definitely, uh, I, I won't put anything past anyone here.
3: I didn't definitely did not pick up uh, some of the old, uh, you know, familiar nineties uh, celebrities that were uh, adorning the covers and open the book and look mm. to see what they, uh, what they were packing. Who was the hottest person to come out of the nineties in the, well, well popular nineties, 90s. popular. 90s. Uh, Jenny McCarthy was among my favorites Ooh, of, yeah. of the nineties. Uh, Celebrity hots, mm. uh, the Playboy celebrity hots, mm. uh, but Carmen Electra also.
1: Yeah, she was really smoking. Huh? Yeah,
3: so those be the. I but, but would two, vote two that jumped to my brain. I would vote Jennifer Aniston. I you have to remember Pamela Anderson in the '90s too. Was I wasn't into that. Well, the, the, what yeah. I was gonna say in the '90s, she evolved. In the early '90s, she was like little Canadian beauty, uh. and then by the end of it, she was barbed wire. She yeah, was rough and ragged. I mean, she had a she had a decade there where it was uh it was an evolution from uh you know, beauty to bombshell to to I don't know, barbed wire, I guess. I'll tell it. you the one that gets
1: me that today is just sad. Big Ryan, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's horrible what happened to her. I
3: did watch Pamela Anderson uh dress for a awards show in the lobby of a hotel trying to get attention and this was well past her prime uh Pam and it was mm. that was a that was a sad one. Too. That was in person. I was like, eh. oh, God, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was like, can you just go somewhere else and do that? It was, it was kind of like, all right, we get it. Yeah, You're yeah. Pam Anderson. Would you get out of here? Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll catch you guys uh, Labor Day weekend. Get ready for some football. Uh, for now, we're done. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. For life is quite absurd and death's the final word. You must always face the curtain with a bag.